and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host, Anu, and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK. And I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you miss the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do make it, then like, follow, share, and retweet on that right Twitter with the handle The Marketing Anu, or join us in our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC Chat Roundup Podcast. Or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check out our page, which is at PPC Chat underscore roundup to get quotes snippets memes and gifts and reels that make me laugh but yeah mostly (laughs) quotes and snippets from our previous episodes it's a delight to share that our podcast is sponsored by opteo o-p-t-e-o they are a complete toolkit for google ads managers opteo continuously monitors google ads accounts for statistically significant patterns and when something comes up opteo suggests an improvement that can be pushed live to your google ads account in a few seconds so it makes space be pretty much your google ads account profitable not just about increasing spend like some of you may already know join the likes Spotify, Deliveroo, Selfridges and Etsy and many more happy customers to see how Opteo can help your business do more with Google Ads. Why don't you check out this unique link, which is opteo.com forward slash PPC chat for a 60 day free trial. That's not a 30 day as the landing page might be saying. And you'll be able to renew that easily after 30 days for another 30 days. Because yeah, who doesn't love a try before you buy off, eh? Today, on our last episode of 2021, we do what everyone else is doing. We're talking about a year in PPC 2021. And it might be a topic that you might have seen, you know, other publications doing. But of course, we do our PPC chat community expert twist to it. It's very honest, visceral feelings about what's going on, how this year has affected us, how it's changed us, how it's made us a lot more patient with some things, with some platforms, with some clients. And our wish for next year and just hoping time and time again that Google is paying attention, especially our lovely friend Ginny Marvin on Google's end to try to help us out with all the changes that Google is um, always coming out with. And just to give a bit of feedback how we've found this year and how we'd like them to do better, do more of some things, do less of some things. And as always, we just hope that we share your views um, on this and it makes you feel heard, makes you feel like you're not alone with some of your frustrations as it might can seem as a freelancer, especially I find that when you're working on a client and you don't, you know, in an agency setting, it tends to feel like, oh, you don't know whether your issues are everybody else's issues. Where well, I hope this episode makes you understand that, yeah, we are probably facing some of the same issues that you are facing as well. Well, a nice little PSA from Julie here saying before we get into the questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. So if you have something you want to share, please do. But also lurkers are welcome, but we are a friendly and supportive community. So please don't be afraid to participate. But if you just want to catch up by listening to the podcast episodes, of course, I am very happy for you to do that. To start us off, you know, Judy welcomes us saying today we are going to talk about the year in PPC 2021 ahead. 
in a bit and talking a bit about 2022 and what we expect from it. But first, how are we all doing today? A nice little roll call. Dwayne Brown joins us today, uh, which is really lovely. Ashwin from Optimizer joins us as well. We've got Michael Fleming and Lawrence Chase and Joe. I just, just goes by Joe. Also joining us today and Jordan Stark and several more. So yeah, it's going to be a lively chat today. I was able to join it live as well. So I'm grateful for that. I said that, yeah, I'm tired, but grateful for the end of the year and excited that tomorrow is my last day, last working day of the year. So after tomorrow, I'm on holiday for quite an extended period of time. Maybe maybe a bit longer than what I was thinking earlier on, but I don't mind. I'm looking forward to preparing for next year. Lawrence Chase as well shares my sentiment of being tired with all the holiday work, but also very grateful to have a lot of work to do. Yeah, very much so. So we go into question one. How would you sum up your thoughts on this past year in PPC? Dwayne kicks us off saying same as 2020 with tons of changes, but some things getting pushed into 2022. It was never a full moment. So yeah, lots of changes there. Menachem, um, Annie replies saying um, lots of changes and paradigm shifts. I like learning new things. So while it's challenging, it's also exciting. Lawrence replies to this saying it's an exciting time in many ways. We have more platforms to advertise on than any time in history and it is only going to grow. Spotify and TikTok are both new big platforms this year, plus many others. Anders replies summing up 2021 in digital marketing, volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. We call it VUCA. <laughs> so volatile uncertain, complex and ambiguous, which is V-U-C-A, meaning VUCA. Jordan Stark replies as well, saying volatile. Yeah, Ashwin replies as well. A lot of volatile hair going volatile, fluctuating industry, resilient, creative professionals. Yes, we've really been tested by the times. And for those still lasting, still going, yes, I still love being in paid search. It means you've been very creative and that's very great. I go saying change coming left to right and center and just convincing myself that embracing it is the best way to move forward. And I match this with a GIF with a clip from Insecure, the HBO show. And it's the main character just going, embrace the change, embrace the change, which is, yeah, the summer of this year, embrace the change. Michael Fleming replies saying, um, Shifting not only because of industry changes, so uh, machine learning, privacy, etc., but going from agency to in-house is a shift as well. Oh, I might be doing that soon as well. You heard it here first. Julie replies to question one saying this year feels like it had a lot of change. Uh, definitely felt like Google ads released all the stuff they had held back in 2020. Automation marches on. Also trying to figure out how to work effectively with an ongoing background of uncertainty. And yeah, with an ongoing background of COVID uncertainties, I'm sure is what she means. Lawrence uh, replies to question one as well saying a lot of change. Not sure how anyone who develops either classwork or online courses even keeps up. Up with the changes for their courses. On top of that, econ was extremely unpredictable with supply chain issues, containers going up in price by 10 times or more, etc. And on and on. Ashwin replies to that. That first bit is part of what makes Amalia such a great person to follow or learn from. Amalia goes, goes Ashwin, that is so kind. And yes, I'm exhausted and also determined to keep up so my students get the most up-to-date information with the caveat that by the time they graduate, it will not be. Oh, such a shame. 
And Ashwin replies that that last bit is possibly the most important lesson they can learn. I wish someone had taught me that when I was in college, for sure. A lot of things that you're learning that is important to put your focus on might be out of date by the time you graduate. Michael Fleming replies to what Dwayne had said about tons of changes, saying, "We seriously, you cannot get bored in our industry. Julie replies, I'm usually good with the constant change in our industry, but the magnitude of it plus everything else going on in life or the world was a lot this year. Lawrence replies, it was a lot. Malay replies, why I'm still here. Ha <laughs> ha. I have the attention span of a gnat. Dwayne replies, unless you hate change or repetitive tasks, otherwise never a dull moment. And we also have Joe replying saying it feels like every year we get slightly less info to make decisions with and I'm over it. And then Julie takes us on to question two saying what has been your biggest takeaway and what have you learned from this past year of working in PPC? And uh, before we get into answers for question two, Amalia replies question one, saying it has been a year of shifts and uncertainty, much like the actual year. I still think Google's practices are unfair to small businesses, borderline predatory, and that the customer and first party data come first. Michael Fleming then um, gives our answers to question two, saying, I feel like I've learned how to be a better pilot when it comes to machine learning on the different ad platforms. Joe replies, biggest thing I've learned this year is that that no matter how good a PPC tactic is, it won't work without support from the rest of the business. Lawrence Chase replies to question two, saying more now than ever, it has been evident. Automation is going to be very big. Platforms are not investing in support because they don't want to have support with automation. They don't want to have support with automation. Data outside of our own data is slowly going away. Our jobs will be changing, not becoming obsolete, but changing. I'll refer to the obsolete thing a bit later. <laughs> You'll get it soon. Amalia then answers question two, saying my biggest takeaway is still centered on our community, this community, how helpful and welcoming it is and considerably less volatile than the changes or our sister community. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a little bit of volatility and SEO chat community. I don't know what that's about, but um, yeah, quite a bit, big things that are going on there. We then have Julie replying to question two as well, saying big takeaway from 2021 is that digital advertising as we have known it is about to really change from multiple directions and pressures. Still sorting out what that means on a more micro level, but at macro level, automation plus data loss will be huge. I reply saying that my biggest takeaway is that clients still need to be taught when to or not to blindly listen to Google recommendations because there's such a Google recommendations doesn't mean we automatically accept them. And yeah, I, I continue the amount of clients that are still in the mindset of, well, Google said this, so, so let's just do it annoys me. It needs to just be part of my strategy now. And I should just mentally prepare myself for that conversation. <laughs> Amalia replies saying Google is seen as this leader by them and rightfully understandably so. So patiently explaining is definitely the name of the education game. Julie then continues the conversation saying, I mean, it's not like Google incessantly calls them and emails them, telling them all the ways that their accounts that you are managing could perform so much better. Amalia then continues with all caps saying, we would love to talk to you about your account. We know nothing about Julie. <laughs> Julie continues, this is really urgent and you are not replying to me or taking my calls. Why do you want this account to fail? Amalia finishes off saying, since you aren't responding, I'll email your client and tell them how much you suck not knowing what your KPIs are. 
I literally, and it just goes on and on. And Ashwin offers us a nice little a video of which the name of the, I've got to say, Working From Home Volume 2. And there's one about when my cats are talking about the cat, if you have your cat at home. So I found that quite funny. I, I recommend you go and check it out. It's a playlist on YouTube. So yeah, it's a playlist about Working From Home Volume 2. And then Dwayne Brown replies to question two saying, what got someone A to B won't get them to C? This year has been about reinvention and new parts. 2022 won't look the same. And we have Ashwin replying to question two saying, my takeaways is that the role of the PPC marketer has changed. So three of the most important things to do better in 2022, one, manage the machines using automation layering, two, educate and collaborate with clients, Three, think about the creative components as much as media or ads. And we have Amalia replying saying that big mindset switch for me in 2021 was that automation does not automatically mean bad. The way Google does or rolls out automation, though, is problematic. And if you haven't read Patrick J. Gilbert's book yet, run. <laughs> so I was in run and go and get it. So I think his, the book is automate or die or join or die think it's yeah but just google patrick j gilbert book on automation and his replies to question two saying the one biggest takeaway in ppc in 2021 is amazon being fairly present on the radar for me and many others and lawrence replies to that saying yes amazon has been a big part of my business for four to five years i never got how it was so quiet but it gained a lot of momentum this past year with brands some brands who i work with on other stuff finally started asking about amazon and his replies saying funny how so many things are called the same and look the same in amazon ppc but then are not yet. Yeah, the Amazon platform is very clunky, I definitely find. Julie then goes on to question three saying, what do you think the biggest change was that we experienced in PPC in 2021 or the one that impacted you and your accounts the most? How did it impact you and your accounts? But before we get into that, Jordan replies to question two saying, with more and more automation, creative is going to be the best way to stand out. Constantly testing and innovating more dynamic and effective ads is going to be what gives you an edge. And we have Amalia replying to question three saying the iOS update in all forms and also the push for GA4. Lots of new learning on reading results. Joe replies to question three saying definitely has to be the iOS update essentially breaking Facebook advertising. Wow. Alex Nicole replies to question three saying the first thing that comes to mind for me is using broad match keywords with a maximize conversions bid strategy. It actually worked for me in most situations, which is something I never thought I'd say. It worked so well in some cases that I tried launching with it a couple of times. Definitely didn't work in that scenario for me, but hey, I learned. Now I only add broad match keywords to ad groups with some history and a decent amount of negative keywords. And I love this bit. Definitely didn't work in that scenario, but for me, but hey, I learned. So nothing is ever a big mistake. Everything is just a learning opportunity if you find it first and you're honest about it and now what he does is add broad match keywords to ad groups with some history and a decent amount of negative keywords i'd actually add that to be a lot of negative keywords that he should add it with anyway so we've got um sean Elliott as well talking about match types saying match types having to restructure nearly every account because google decided to give advertisers even less control of their accounts or money 
Julie replies to question three, saying the biggest changes in 2021 were Google full court press on automation and iOS 14.5 Apple ATT. My accounts were more impacted on the Google side. It's been really bad for low conversion volume accounts, which I work on a lot. Hard to get momentum going now. Lawrence replies to question three, saying support reps was the biggest change. Just had a Facebook support rep say they would call back after an issue is resolved because they could not help with it. Google has been the exact same way. Reps can help with nothing now. They just have their sales script. And as replies to question three saying for a while now, the most important underlying trend in PPC has been the increasing proportion of AI, machine learning, and all sorts of supposedly smart solutions available to marketers. Amale replies to question three, saying all of these changes have compounded and really changed how I approach business with new clients. I cannot in good conscience even predict potential of an account. We have to do what we can and go from there. A lot of learnings as we go. And my response to question three was biggest impact in terms of changing performance and workload for us was definitely the match type change. As much as Optimizer did help me understand why BMM going away wasn't a bad thing, but it just added more workload in terms of the restructuring we had to do, as someone has mentioned earlier and saying that, but it just added more workload and it's so easy easier for volume to get volatile when switching match types. So yeah, we've got weird volume changes in that side as well. And Optimizer replies to that saying, we got your back, Annie. Whatever changes come in 2022, we'll be there to help the community figure things out ASAP. We then have Michael Fleming replying to question three saying, when I was agency, I had quite a few B2B clients that were impacted positively by the progress of the LinkedIn platform. We've had then have Julie taking us on to question four saying, what is on the horizon for you in PPC for 2022? Plans to try anything new, staying the course? Amale replies to question two here saying, in 2022, my goal is to solidify my new account structure approach, working pretty well so far and really dig in to GA4. Dogar Thomas replies to question two saying, trust the fungus. Machine learning works. And if you're not precious about things, just do it the way Google wants you to. Oh, I don't know if that's sarcastic or not. I feel like that is definitely not <laughs> what I'm going to be doing. Amalia replies saying it works, but still lacks context. It's certainly not perfect and I won't trust it 100%. Dugar Thomas replies, yes, that's 100% true. And there's been times where I've rolled stuff back because performance dropped. But taken as a whole, automating bidding and kind of shrugging at copy has worked well for most clients which runs counter to a lot of my experience again but taken as a whole automating bidding and kind of shrugging at copy has worked well for most clients which runs counter to a lot of my experience interesting joe replies to question four saying i'm gonna spend 2022 trying to adapt to whatever google and facebook throw at me yes embrace the change as i said earlier on Lawrence replies to question four saying, learn more about GA4 for sure. Continue to test and learn with the new functionality, testing other new platforms for brands if they look like a good fit. SOPs for account setup have shifted, so I will probably update my process as well. Michael Fleming replies to question four saying, lots of newness for me, now in-house promoting free content, which is certainly a shift from e-com and B2B. This will require dividing, diving more deeply into strategies and platforms I'll need to know more about. And then Amalia Fowler replies to question 
2005, saying getting data insights and functional Google support. And then we've got Sean Ellie replying to Alex Nicole, who Alex had said, I sort of want to try out Performance Max campaigns to see how they perform. Am I being brainwashed? Yes, you are. <laughs> I only heard Performance Max campaigns only moving in a way where they are cannibalizing the other campaign types. So yeah, careful with that. He continues, I also very much want to learn more about GA4 because I'm still way more comfy with universal analytics. And then we've got Sean Ellie replying to question, replying to that saying, um, I hate the idea of performance max, just set one up last week to test. I think everything is always worth a test, especially if there are areas that are struggling. I did not add a feed to it though, so it wouldn't cannibalize shopping. Yeah. So it literally, if you add a feed to it, it also adds to shopping. So it's just all the campaign types in one campaign. Lawrence replies saying, you have to test new functionality. I started by doing category-based campaigns. So you select just groups of products and your messaging can be specific. We would not be good marketers if we did not test for our clients. Very true. Alex replies saying, as an SEMR or SEMR, I also hate the idea of performance max. I'm just curious to see how it will perform. So I want to test it out. I remember having similar hesitancy towards smart shopping at my old job and it performed really well for us. I can get behind performance max because of the Gmail component. Yes, I'm I'm going up because the text is behind the video. Haha, <laughs> behind the scenes. So Jordan Starks then gives us his answer to question five saying, I would wish for automation that is actually designed to help get clients results instead of spend money and obscure data. Lawrence replies to question five saying, I will just retweet this since it's my wish as well as Amalia says, as well as Amalia says it better. Amalia goes getting data insights and functional Google support. Oh, sorry. I think I missed giving question five because Twitter sometimes does this where it actually just misses some tweets. But let's go to what question five was and quickly scrolling through it was um what is your biggest ppc wish for 2022 this is a wish so feel free to say things that have little chance of happening but you sure wish would so that automation will stop that google will just turn around with all its automation things that it has done that is what i'd love google to do uh definitely julie replies question five as well saying that my biggest wish is for keywords to have some kind of actual understandable and functioning logic again and also being able to see all the queries and because i'm going to go into some of the answers for question four i'm going to give question four again from julie where she asks what is on the horizon for you in ppc for 2022 plans to try anything new staying the course and i'm going to go to question five as well so that we can put these together question five goes what is your biggest ppc wish for 2022 so it's a wish so it can be anything so question four is about what's on the horizon question five is what are your wishes for coming year to question four i answer strategy 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 the era of automation keeps gearing up i refuse to become obsolete to widening my skill set to ensure i can give amazing strategy parts for my clients lawrence chase replies to question five saying i will just retweet this since it's my wish as well and amalia says it better amalia goes getting data insights and functional google support and that's her answer to question five jordan Stark 
Clark replies saying, I would wish for automation that is actually designed to help get clients results instead of spend money and obscure data. Yeah, wouldn't we all? We've got Julie replying to question five saying, my biggest wish is for keywords to have some kind of actual understandable and functioning logic again, and also being able to see all the queries. Sean Ellie replies to question five saying, return of data, return of support, no more automation in policy reviews. Yeah, just automating stuff. So Mali replies to that saying, your landing page is not working. Ad disapproved. In response to that, he, he put a gif of Great British Bake Off saying that that's brave, but it works. Sean Ellie replies to that saying, you use the trademark term off in your ad. Please request an exemption from off's owner. And I'm like, what? This may take a year to fix, but we will update you every day that we know you are writing <laughs> on us, writing to us, that you are waiting on us even. Mali replies, also, we will not tell you who owns the off trademark or how to contact them. Yeah, just so many hoops to join, to jump through when doing like automation disapprovals. Yeah, stop that, Google. Michael Fleming replies to question five saying, I wish for using YouTube audiences in Google ads again. Wow, you could do that and they took that away? What's the point of that? Oh, anyway, this is not a get annoyed at Google session. Julie then continues her answers to question five saying, I never want to see the excuse of COVID for why they cannot be actual timely support. Yeah, other brands are doing this as well. It's not on. We are almost two years into this. Platforms have tremendous resources available to address this if they in any way thought it was important. They don't. And we have Julie taking us on to, I believe, the last question of the chat. Now, second to last question where she asks, what are your current favorite resources, tools, etc., that help you be your best in your PPC efforts? I think definitely the Marketing O'Clock yeah, podcast. They are a very great promoter of my podcast, the PPC Chat Roundup. But definitely love the Marketing O'Clock podcast. Love this community ask any question, anything that's going wrong in your account. Even if Google is having like a four, five or five error, you cannot get through, you'll get an answer in a split second because yeah, shared views. I feel like I work for a PPC chat. I'm part of the PPC chat agency, but agencies of people who know their stuff and always willing to help. So it's a great group here. I also go to search engine land, which is an amazing resource for SEO news, PPC news. So I really recommend you go there as well. And then, yeah, I was talking about as well, well in my answer to question four, where I would talk about strategy, 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 which is what I plan on focusing on in next year, saying the era of automation keeps getting gearing up. I refuse to become obsolete to widening my skills. So I'm widening my skill set to ensure I can give amazing strategy paths for my clients. Lawrence replies to that saying you will not become obsolete if you are in marketing. If you market, no way. And in fact, you will have more options to reach new audiences with new messages messaging every year and remember when we can only radio newsprint mags billboards and I replied true but there are a lot of ifs there we need to be in marketing need to be ready to adapt and need to embrace the change embrace the change is what I've been saying from the beginning right Amalia then replies to question six as well echoing some of things I said saying PPC chat this community also rely a lot on SE Journal and Marketing O'Clock. Their podcast is great. You can review, rate them on Spotify now, which I'm excited. You can rate mine on Spotify as well. So go check that out. Lawrence also replies to question six saying PPC chat, of course, Optimizer has had some great town halls. Actually, that's true as well. 
and this year and hopefully they continue marketing o'clock has been great as well at sharing marketing information i also support course creators if possible on udemy skillshare or other um, venues i think ppc kirk at ppc kirk check him out is really great at that he's also got his podcast ppc ponderings the podcast so please go and check that out there are loads of people doing great stuff for us to keep up to date Joe replies to question six saying PPC chat. This one has been my favorite for a while. So it's tldrmarketing.com, which TLDR mean too long read later. I thought that was TLDR. Oh no, probably I'm thinking there's a wrong thing. Anyway, tldrmarketing.com. Check them out. Julia replies to question six saying all of you are a top source of information for me, but also SE Journal, S Engine Land, Social Media Today and Marketing O'Clock. And those are four handles there. I read a lot of non-industry things too when it relates to digital privacy, data earnings, data and earning reports, etc. Uh, marketing o'clock replies and you yeah definitely julie as well go on the official ppcchat.com website she gives a lot of amazing information about the industry michael fleming also gives his answer to question six saying i actually have well thought out and detailed personas from which to build strategy and messaging most clients i worked with never had that to share and yeah, I give my answer about SNG Land, Marketing O'Clock, PPC Kirk's PPC Pondering podcast. Alex Nicole replies to question six saying, I just signed up for Adalysis and that has been super nice for optimizations, keeping me on my game. I'm usually a lurker here, but I do appreciate this community. I also put a bunch of resources into a digital marketing newsfeed using Feedly that keeps me up to date. Yeah, those will be very useful these days. Julie then takes us to the last question of the day saying, what do you need or wish was available somewhere to help you in your PPC efforts? This could be a tool, resource, etc. We've got some good answers. <laughs> Michael Fleming replies, besides more budget. <laughs> and yeah, one more that Ashwin does talk about, apart from the ones we've talked about, PPC Kurt's podcast, Tenuity. We've also got Optimizer's t- Town Hall. So yeah, so a few of those and plus the research Silicon Valley does with our own database and that's on Optimizer. Amalia replies, honestly, a one-stop shop newsletter that put all the pieces together from the resources we have all mentioned, focusing on the most important pieces once a month. And we've got Michael Fleming continuing his answer to question 17, echoing others' earlier sentiments, better ad platform support. Lawrence replies to question seven saying tough question for the last one besides a crystal ball that shows me what works, what is coming out, etc. Probably a resource that really goes over the new platforms, audiences and options with important changes that have happened and no fluff. So basically when Google ads make their announcement, an actual better version where it's the, it's a, the announcement but actually detailed insight as to how it would work for us. So yeah, that brings us to the end of this chat. There's some more stuff from John Kagan who came in a bit late, but a nice answer that I think he gave for us for um, question seven, where he replies, a reliable tool for shopping ads, shopping or Bing ads. So yeah, shopping or Bing ads, not really working in his favor. I feel that for Bing ads, the tool is okay. I think the problem is their share of voice, their share of impression of the market at the moment, which is lacking. That comes brings us to the end of our chat. I hope you found that very useful and taking some great takeaways and just had a whole feeling that you're not alone with your frustrations and such. 
So yeah, if you want to continue this talking about this topic about reviewing this year, I'm sure Julie will have a final one of the year Twitter Spaces chat on Thursday at 5 p.m. GMT, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. So join us there for any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some correction on anything that has been shared. Do please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on my handle, the Marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC Chat Roundup Podcast Group. Just request to join and yeah please join us to give feedback or just any of your ideas or later ideas on the questions of what we talk about on this chat um, again this podcast is made possible by the awesome guys at opteo they're all very out much out to help you do more with google ads for and for a 60 day free trial why don't you check out opteo.com forward slash ppc chat finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. <laughs>